motherfucking suburbs with it. Rah, bing, bow, bah. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on? She's a good girl, loves her mama, loves Jesus in America too. She's a good girl, is crazy about Elvis, loves horses and her boyfriend too. And it's a long I'm a bad boy Cause I don't even miss her I'm a bad boy For breaking her heart
Hey, what's up, people? Welcome back. This is Jack of the Jack and Henny Extravaganza, sitting next to my co-host, Henny, man. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Hey, man. Good to see you again. Hey, man. Still alive. Hey. It's all you can ask for. Listen. What's this? Episode 12? Yes, sir. We're back at it again. 12 weeks in a row. I wouldn't say in a row. No, nah, but this has been like three straight, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah. Listen, pandemic. We we're getting through this one leg at a time. It's a new thing. We still gotta figure out. Listen, I was thinking about taking next week off. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the glorious part about this. We get to pick and choose yeah. when the fuck we go on vacation. A hundred percent. That's oh my god. This all what we wanted. And you know what? There's ways that we are living. We're thinking big picture, man. A hundred percent. And I, I tell you what, big picture ain't working a nine to five. I th- a thousand percent. Ain't doing it. Ain't for me, coach. Listen, mental health is, is important. So when I just feel myself overworking myself, I'm like, all right, let's take a quick vacation. Yes, sir. I mean, nothing. My birthday next week. I, I just don't feel like working for real, for real. I mean, I, I feel it. I feel it for real. I mean, sometimes you just need a break, man. Yeah. Especially, I know you got a whole bunch of other stuff going on. You just lit up like what? more shows uh yeah for real for real yeah we doing a uh we're at a full week so monday through uh friday it's a show dropper mm-hmm. with the show in development right now are you uh are you editing all of them yes jeez man that's a lot yeah how long is that taking you to how much is that of your um, day does that take for real for real editing is really no problems in the editing aspect of it because uh the system we're working with so I pretty much I'm just going through re-listening to all the episodes. So okay. once it once we're done, I listen to it. Like, all right, this is good enough. We can put that shit out. Okay. Yeah, but then it's just it's process because I have to put them all out um, for the the cover art. I got to send out to do it, so I got to make sure that shit come back uh, real quick. Did you text Driz your cover art shit? Yeah. All right. See. Listen, this is our own network. We can do what we want. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. But yeah, man, it's 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 just the wonders. And I and I thank you for like just showing being one of the people to be like, listen, bro, we don't have to do this bullshit we're doing right now. Hey man, listen, I just know you you started it and then we were able to come together and work out an idea and then the idea blossomed into a plan. Yeah. And Hopefully one day we'll all be able to sit in a room and talk about you know our story. Hundred percent, and that's my hope. Yeah, fuck, I, I gotta be rich, dog. I ain't gonna lie to you. I love, I love the finer things in life way too much to be yes. poor. <laughs> you know, I yeah. can't. I just gotta live life, and I'm not saying that you know people who get money they say money isn't everything. I got it, mm-hmm. but. As somebody who's experienced, you know, poverty for most of his life, bro, let me tell you, money would definitely fix a lot of issues that I have. Yeah. Without question. And just to have that peace of mind, just that alone. Without having to wake up and be like, all right, how am I going to make rent? Is the greatest feeling ever. Mm-hmm. Knowing like, all right. I'm straight. I'm straight. Everything, like, literally just having your bills paid and looking at it, like, everything from here on out is straight profit. Mm -hmm. And, that you know, to get to that point, you want to, what I figured out with bills and everything, just paying it at once. And I know that's harder, 
But I mean, you just like gar insurance, dude. Like I can spend, I think it's eight hundred, and then I don't have to pay like twelve hundred throughout six month period. Yeah, and it's just cheaper. And I know taxes are getting ready to come back, and then hopefully we'll be getting a stimulus check in what, April. No, they were saying. I mean, maybe. I was here in late February, early March. Okay. But I'm not really too sure either way. I know they're working on vaccines still. Um, we're just, I mean, we can, shit, I know I worked throughout this entire pandemic. And I'm going to have me a nice little chunk of change to play with. And there's going to be a lot of people that, you know, I feel bad for the people that were on Gonna get taxed, but you could to get taxes taken out of unemployment. You could have if you signed up. Yeah, but if you was a, a dumbass and didn't, yeah, that's your fault, and, right? And there's a lot of people who don't know that because they they thought they were playing the system. Yeah, but let's be honest: if you don't do your homework, if it if it's too good to be true, a thousand percent. Yeah, you should look into it a little more, yeah. and then half the time you're gonna find out that it is. Yeah, people yeah. thought they was gonna give you an extra six hundred a week, and you was gonna get off scot free with that? Question mark. Meet the U.S. government. Yeah. Listen, you can get away with a lot of shit, but trying to get away from the feds with their money? Oh, they they don't play about their yeah. money, dude. They I, do not. I owe about like uh, maybe like thirty five hundred tires. They gonna get it eventually. I mean, that honestly. Unless you want to pull up a scrap for it, that isn't a lot. To no, be it's not. Because I know people who owe tens of thousands. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, there's people that lose their houses to that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, you owe. I mean, shit. Look at the movie Happy Gilmore. That's how she ended up losing her house. Mm-hmm. You didn't pay your taxes. They come get your house. Boom. Next thing you know, you living somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But uh, did you get a chance to check out the um, inauguration? Uh, you know, I didn't watch very much of it. Um, I heard it was quite, like, I knew what happened. Yeah. And I watched clips. Um, but I didn't really feel a need because I was like, I know it's going to be, it's in the middle of a pandemic. I really, I'm not concerned about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm happy he won the inauguration. I honestly didn't really care. I was like, I have no, I have no fear that something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I have absolutely no worries that somebody's going to attempt to fucking assassinate the president of the United States. Like, nah, we're good. Yeah. And uh, no, did you watch it? No. Yeah. I've watched one in my entire life. I watched Obama's first one. And I was like, oh, this is what this shit is. I don't, you know. Right. It's a fucking spectacle, dude. Yeah. And honestly, like, I don't care about spectacles no more. Just it's a it's a passing of the torch, basically. It's, but I mean, and you know, Trump wasn't even there, and it was yeah. all it was just it was all bullshit anyway. And I was just like, I don't even want to like somehow me watching the inauguration like just felt like it gave satisfaction to fucking Trump, like or you know, it wasn't you know they weren't all his fans. And yeah. I was just like. I want this shit to be forgotten. 
not forgotten, but I want it to be fixed. And the clock's ticking. Uh, they're still talking about student loan debt being uh, forgiven, but I don't know if they're going to do that. I don't see them forgiving everybody's full amount. I see them coming up with a plan like, listen, here goes $10,000 for you. Or there's a, a plan where you you could put this $10,000 towards your student loan debt. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, but ten grand is not enough. Ten grand is not enough, especially like I know people that owe just a four-year degree, dude. They owe 60K. I know. And honestly, I think federal student loans should be forgiven just because the government owes it to us, dude. They owe it to everybody. They owe it to everybody. The audacity of the United States government to try and get student loan money from poor college students is just like China expecting us to pay them. Fuck out of my face. You ain't gonna do shit. At least, you know, that. but that tax money, they get mad at you. Yeah. Student loans, all you got to do is make sure you fucking call and put that shit in deferment. Yes. Bam. They be like, oh, all right, he's still checking in. And they have time to leave you alone. I mean, you can't get, uh, what do you call that shit? You can't get FAFSA no more. Mm-hmm. If you want to go back, you have to pay for your own classes. Mm-hmm. Or start paying on your uh, loans. Yeah. I don't know. It is what it is at this point. Um, I seen Kamala Harris got her second vaccination today or yesterday. I saw a report. It was like a doctor who had got a vaccination, and he still ended up with the uh, the COVID. I mean, there's always going to be outliers. We all know that. You can't expect it to be. Satisfaction rating or 100% effective rate. Come on. That's just un, it's unfair to expect that. We all know. Listen, at the end of the day, people were going to die because of the negligence. And mm-hmm. we have to live in that reality. And it fucking sucks. And that's because the previous administration failed us as a nation. All because he didn't want to instill fear in the American public. Which, dude, the herd immunity idea just makes me so mad. Just pisses me off. People are so dumb. So stupid. Yeah, man. Once again, like I said, it's just one of those things. It is what it is. This is just one of those things we got to live with now. You know? What restaurants open up next week? I honestly Restu- have no idea. Restaurant, I think, if I'm not mistaken, restaurant and bars open up February first. Um, yeah. I'm not going out till spring. I'm not gonna go to a bar. Honestly, I just been vibing. Like I don't, I don't want to go. I'll be lying if I said that. I just, I, I enjoy. Uh, Going out to eat too much to say, no, I'm not going to go out to eat. I want to be outside. 
Like I want to be able to like a like a spring in Michigan mm-hmm. is what I want, you know. Like it just I can go, if I can go to a like a restaurant and sit in a corner and not have to you know worry about somebody walking in, walking past me and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Especially when more people get vaccinated and who knows, they're trying to open up the bars if it rates start going back up. Like I, mean, I uh my big fear is we get shut down for the summer, dude. I'm gonna be pissed as shit. I went to a bar on Saturday and we were sitting outside. And I was like, this shit is not where it's at. I've seen a lot of restaurants and bars, uh, especially in the uppity parts of the state. They put up them like, uh, they look like a, like almost like an astronomer's bubble. An igloo? Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's, oh, you see it on fucking basic white girl Snapchats all the mm-hmm. time. Like, oh, look at us. We're doing our thing. I'm like, bro, you look cold as hell. Yeah, <laughs> how's that fire keep it's a it's an igloo with a, with a fire in that bitch. You're eating with your fucking winter coat on. That doesn't look fun. Yeah, it's, it's, I had a few drinks and some some steak bites, and I was like, all right. Drink still a million dollars. Of course, Damn. of course. Restaurants got to get back. How long until restaurants, dude? You can just walk in that bitch and be like, hey, give me a joint, give me a blunt. Um. That ain't a bad idea. Can we get that? Let's start that business. I know a lot of people we can. I mean, yeah. Shit. Start selling that shit in. Uh, at restaurants. Yeah. Make it gourmet. Just like alcohol. Yeah. You might be on to something. Right? You might be on to something. <laughs> it does sound like a pretty fucking yeah. good idea, don't it? Like, hey, bro. I mean, yeah, simple as that. You call it uh, stoners and alcoholics. Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> um, the NCAA announced the whole tournament is going to be in one place. Um, I didn't hear that. I think it's it's everything is going to be in Indianapolis. I don't know how that's going to you know work out or anything like that, but. I haven't really, uh, I just seen, I mean, I just know college basketball, dude. Every year is hard to pick the tournament, bro. Yeah. And this year is going to be harder than ever. 100%. Because nobody's good. Nobody's unbeatable. Yeah. And the the race is so tight between teams, like, you would have no idea. I also, uh. I seen Michigan finally lost to Minnesota. Um, we got a good team, dude. Michigan's officially a basketball, a basketball school. Yeah, we've been saying that for a minute now, and it's it's the truth to be honest. And until further notice, the Michigan Wolverines, the University of Michigan, will be known for their basketball program and Juwan Howard. Especially when he brings Bronny James Jr. and Zaya Lee to win a national championship. Knocking on wood. Um, man, 
Yeah, dude, you want to talk about the NBA? Let's get into it. Fucking, uh, let's see, what's the name? The chat called out, what's his name? Donovan Mitchell, did you see that? What did he call him out? He said that he wasn't good enough to get to the next level. Okay. And then Donovan Mitchell got mad, you know, but I mean, he just, he took it, you know, like as a chip on his shoulder. Because you can't really talk shit because Shaq was so good. Yeah, but you also can't be a hater if you're Shaq. Bro, all, not even just Shaq, all of them. Yeah. Like, I feel like the stars of the 90s are so salty. They're just, all of them, they're so salty, dude. Like, I've never seen a generation of basketball players be so upset. And maybe it's still a sting in their side that they're getting old. But I think it's just always the generation before is always the the salty ones. Reluctant to give up their spot. It's like when Jordan was hot and like when he first was starting to be hot, the 80 stars looked at him like, who the fuck you think you are? You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. But I mean, Shaq, bro, you've been off the league. But Shaq is, you know, I want to say like our generation of stars for real. Like the two thousand, he, I don't really don't consider him a nineties. Uh, I feel he's a two thousand star more than he's a nineties star. I, I don't know, dude, because he went to the Lakers in what ninety eight, ninety six, no ninety seven. I'm not mistaken, ninety seven. He got drafted in what ninety two, ninety three. I mean, it's hard to. You got to think, he was good for all of the 90s, damn near. And then, I would say his decline started as soon as he went to Miami. Because he, let's be honest, he was not the same. No, his his first year in Miami, he had an MVP season. He was second in MVP voting. He got injured the second year, the year they won the championship. Um... The third year, if I'm not mistaken, they traded him to Phoenix. And he revitalized his career in Phoenix. I wouldn't say he revitalized. He, he was an ISO, he was an all-star in Phoenix. Dude, Michael Jordan was an all-star in Washington. And he deserved it. Listen, I, the, the, I'll have the everlasting memory etched into my brain of Shaquille O'Neal wearing a Boston Celtics uniform. In a Cleveland Cavaliers uniform, and it hurts my soul to think about. I can't, like, I cannot block it out. It's ingrained into my brain, and that's the only Shaq I see. Like, I, like when you look at Shaq and you see that 2000 star, like, you see a powerful big diesel. Yeah, the most dominant force in NBA history. I look at Shaq and I see, you know, damn near pushing three bills and fucking... Jogging around, just getting 18 points a game with 12 rebounds. Not even 18, probably pushing like fucking 8, 10 minutes. But yeah, uh, I don't like how the older stars are haters. Charles Barkley, though, he's old as shit. Yeah. He a big hater. 
But that that's from the nineties. I think the two thousand stars are the more of the the welcoming. Was the welcoming, the Allen Iversons, the that crop of players, they're quick to give out their props to the newer generation. Well, that was when streetball started becoming popular with all them guys. They were coming to the NBA, and that was when the NBA turned a real like. Uh, Only one streetball player made it. I mean, yeah. Well, listen, not streetball, but I'm talking like when the NBA in the 2000s, it was way more skill. It wasn't. Yeah. It was less plays and coaches. Yeah. And it was, let me ISO. I'm going to dribble the ball and I'm going to fucking. It was less physicality. Like it was people who was making squads in the 90s because he was the enforcer. His job was to literally beat up on the best player yeah. on the team. Shout out to Bill Lambier. Oh, fuck Bill Lambier. Fuck both of them. Y'all. y'all the best. Isaiah Thomas, Zeke, bro, you're the best. Boo. Fucking Michael Jordan, you a hoe-ass motherfucker for leading him off the dream squad. The dream team, go fuck yourself, MJ. You're my enemy. I'm not trying to chill in fucking Italy with you. You mad because I busted your ass. No, you didn't bust my ass. Busted your ass. Y'all literally was scrapping with us. All right, well, you a bitch. That's all I'm saying. Nah. I I fell Michael Jordan 100%. If you my enemy, I'm not hanging out with you. It is what it is. Y'all could... They could have had Zeke on the team. Michael Jordan just said, if y'all want that nigga on the team, I'm not playing. Use your leverage. Michael Jordan didn't need that gold medal. He had already had one. You and I both know that Isaiah Thomas gets that same gold medal without Michael Jordan. They didn't need Michael Jordan at all. Okay. They did. I know. But Michael Jordan was the biggest player in the world. Doesn't matter. It doesn't make him any less of a bitch. You can't fucking... You can't look at somebody and be like, all right, you beat me. Like, not Zeke and Larry Bird don't hate each other. Yes, they do. Nah, they don't like each Isaiah other. Isaiah Thomas does not. They hate don't. They Isaiah don't. Thomas and Larry Bird don't. They hate don't. Each other. It's Larry, right now. If I had an interview with Larry Bird and I'm like, "Do you like Isaiah Thomas?" He might be like, "Fuck Isaiah Thomas." No, that is. See what he might. That is Isaiah absolutely Thomas. not what he would say. Yes, it would. No, he was like, "I respect not. him as a man. I respect him as an athlete, but fuck him." Why would he hate Isaiah Thomas? Because we had to battle you with you fuckers all through the 80s. Y'all was fucking us up. We was fucking y'all up. Like. So, I mean, would you say, I mean, I guess you really can't say Boston and the Bulls had a real rivalry. Because by the time, no. by the time Jordan was coming into his greatness. Boston was about there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the Pistons only stuck around for two or three years after that. Yeah. They were done basically by 92, 93. Once Michael Jordan beat them, they was done. Yeah. yeah. They, were, they were out. L.A., they were done. Yep. So, yeah. Because who, who who played after Magic? Worthy? Worthy might have retired a few a couple years after. And Kareem retired way before that. Yeah. Kareem didn't even make it to the championship where Jordan played against the Lakers. Kareem was out of there. The, the torch was passed by that time. 
Yeah. I mean, I, it sucks to say this, though. We'll never see... Or here, let me ask you. Do you think we'll ever see another player that... like, Because Michael Jordan was the original. Kobe was the remix. Yes. Do you ever think we'll see another player like that? Of... What do you mean? Just oh, that of that skill set. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I think uh, it just takes a person that just is so focused on the game and is like, "Fuck everything else. I want to win. I don't care if you don't like me." I don't care if you don't respect. I don't give a fuck. My goal is to win. Every generation is going to have one of those. You know, I hope it's instilled in some of these young guys in the NBA because, you know, rest in peace, Kobe and Gianna. Or Gianna. Yeah, Gigi. All the other people that were on there. I think there was, what, nine? Yeah. Man, that's a I, shit show, dude. Have you ever, did you read anything about that? Uh, I, I stopped reading about it. Vanessa's. Pissed. She's going hard at these. Uh, she's blaming the pilot. Mm. Um, like literally, he's the defendant. This motherfucker's dead, and she's suing his. I think I don't know if it's his estate or just him, and then his employer. And they were saying like the amount of money that she lost, and like you know, because they would look at Kobe's. How much he was making, and then how much in the future he would make. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Who knows if they even have the money to get that kind of bill before going out of business?" Which let me tell you, they don't. Yeah, because we're looking at, oh my god, billions. Yeah, I mean, Kobe's fucking, Kobe's what ceiling was so high. Fuck man, that shit sucks. I can't believe he's dead. Man, shit happens, man. He was one of those people that we were supposed to see, like, Bill Russell. Yeah. And Michael Jordan. Because, I mean, he was out of basketball for, what, three years? And he had already won an Oscar, right? Is that what that was? Yeah, he won won an Oscar, yeah. And he worked with John Williams, who was the uh, symphony guy for Star Wars. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? That was impressive, and I just it sucks that he was taken from the world because there was a lot of his greatness still yet for everybody to experience. And Gianna was going to be the next fucking... I felt like she was going to be better than uh, Maya Moore. That's what they was predicting. Yeah. And Maya Moore, dude... Is, is the greatest... I female. watched all of her basketball at UConn, dude. Best thing I've ever seen. She's the greatest female basketball player to ever step foot on this earth. Yeah, and then for she's her, for right now she's uh, for one thing because you could argue me if she's the greatest, but she's the most decorated uh, WNBA star. There's no question about it. For college, oh, I guess how many titles did she win in the WNBA? Fucking like I think they three peated or some shit like Didn't that. Didn't she just walk in the league and just was like, all right, y'all? Yeah, really it was like some scrubs. crazy, yeah, like three peated. The fuck yeah. ever happened to Brittany Griner? She still play. She do? Yeah. Man, I remember when people were trying to say that she could play in the NBA. She said she could beat Boogie Cousins. 
That was the stupidest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Dude, that was wow. Yeah. I can't believe she said that. Oh man. Dude, Boogie was showing out. He still he looks good. I was telling people that. Boogie Look, looks real good. I was telling people. I was like, listen. He had time to sit out. An ACL, tearing your ACL is like turning your ankle at this point. He had a year to sit out, get his body together. Boogie was going to be straight. I always knew it. He young. He's still 28 years old. Boogie's only 28. If I'm not mistaken, Boogie's only 28 years old. I think him and John Wall are the same age. John Wall's only 28. I got cousins up right now. John Wall 30. So, so Boogie got to be 30 then. I was off a couple of years. I mean, still, that is that is pretty young. Yeah. Yeah, they 30. Boogie had another double-double uh, tonight, 19 and 11. Hit four threes. I can't believe he fucking been pulling up like that. That's pretty. I mean, it's pretty good to see. Yeah. I hope. Uh, I hope they end up. I mean, who knows what the Rockets are gonna do with him? I doubt they'll have any real push in the West. No, it's over. If you ain't the Lakers or uh, fucking the Clippers, it don't matter in the West right now. Jamal Murray is not turning out to be the player niggas thought he was. So Denver's average. I mean, he balled out the other night. Dude, and, well, I got to tell you what. Denver's about to get good again because Michael Porter Jr. just came back. He's been gone the entire month of January from yeah. COVID. So, and then he came back and scored, what, 38 points the other night? Like 30, yeah. Ooh, I was like, bro, welcome back. I don't think he's going to get the fuck up out of Denver. Yeah, but he's still got to play this year. And he made, let's be honest, he made Jamal Murray better. And him being on the floor helps open it up for Jokic and Curry. Like I said about Jamal Murray, average. He's good. Other than that. It's I mean, he's a starting point guard in the league for everybody. He good. He's not starting over Steph Curry. Okay, no, fair, but, you know, 90% of the league, he could go to the Clippers and start. Yes, and, uh, and be good. He could go to the Suns and start. He ain't starting over Chris Paul. I'm just letting you know. I said I said what I said. Chris Paul had 14 assists in the first half the other oh, night. shit. Chris Paul's old and washed. He's not washed. He's though. washed as fuck. You telling me that? You tell me they wouldn't trade Chris Paul for Jamal Murray? Did you? Yeah, yeah, they would do it because he's at the back end of his career. But to say Chris Paul is washed? Yeah, but I'm telling you, Jamal Murray's better right now. He's not better. Jamal Murray is not better t- today, bro. Look, to be honest, a it's eleven eleven Maplewood. Today, Jamal Murray is not better than Chris Paul. Look, I'm gonna go to my. Yahoo Fantasy Sports app, and I'm going to show you. Because who was talking about who? Jamal Murray versus Chris Paul. 
Jamal Murray's season rank is 37. Seventy nine for Chris Paul. Fuck out of my face. Bada bing, bada boom. If I'm the Clippers, and they're like, we need you to pick up one player to win a championship today. I'm not picking up Jamal Murray over Chris Paul. Well, a you're not getting him, and you're not getting either of those guys. No, I'm just saying, just in general, just a generalized statement. Jamal Murray is nothing special. You're telling me that. Yes, he showed out in the bubble. A lot of niggas showed out in the fucking bubble. Bro, if Jamal Murray was playing in Detroit. We would still be fucking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What? We would be 5 and 10 right now? You know who, what made me mad? They said that they didn't have the money to pay Christian Wood. And then they turned around and gave like 50 million to Mason Plumley. I was like, bro. He got a big ass contract. They paid Mason Plumley a lot of money. Mason Plumley. Shout out to the finesse. Yeah. This fucking guy, dude. Shout out to the finesse. From the Lakers. Oh, yeah, he he was he oh, def- he he signed a three year twenty four million. And he retired right after that. Just, he retired yeah. with some good money. Which is still $8 million a year for a fucking being a backup for a career. Luau Dang still get paid by the Lakers. Shit, who, uh, they still paying Timothy Mozgov, too? No. I don't think they owe him no more. Remember when that was their biggest free agent signing? Yeah. Was so funny. It was such a good time. Will, the rumors is Golden State is uh planning to make a move to get rid of Kelly Oubre. They're thinking about trying to trade for Lonzo or uh JJ Redick. I seen uh bro if Lonzo ends up in Golden State. Damn. It would suck to be him because he would have to Come off the bench, unless he wants to play yeah, a shooting guard. He a free agent next year. Oh, he will probably leave. I think, low key, I I should see him ended up in Detroit. Lonzo, not no more. Why? Detroit, their birthday bridges with the ball family. Because they released Lamelo. Mm-hmm. Leangelo. Oh, Leangelo. Yeah. Well, he was ass. He was injured. He's still ass. Yeah, Leangelo, you my guy, bro, but your NBA hoop dreams might be up. <laughs> but you got cut by the Pistons. Bro. You never know. I mean, yeah, true, whatever. You never know. But yeah, Lonzo, he a free agent next summer. Um, hey, you guys go back to L.A.? Nah. Uh, Did they pay B.I.? Yeah, they paid B.I. this summer. 190, I think, 180, 190. So they're going to build that team around B.I. and Zion? Yeah. And Steven Adams. B.I. and Zion. Is B.I. a point guard? He's only a point forward, isn't he? He's a, a small forward. 
Why would they get rid of Lonzo? Don't they need a point guard? Uh, they got Eric Bledsoe. Lonzo not really feeling his his role in the offense right now, so it's just like it is. Dan Van Gundy like to be making them trades. Yeah. Hey, dude, we'll give up. Y'all can have Blake. Shout out to Blake. Uh, you know, too bad he had to end his career in Detroit. Like maybe like thirty five, maybe I don't know. He's been in the league since two thousand and eight. Yeah, and I mean, he, his playing style was athleticism. Yeah, I'm jumping over you. I'm jumping through you. And now his knees are gone. Yeah, his knees are worse than Todd Gurley's. But uh, speaking of. Uh, Before we get into the NFL, Brooklyn said they're looking to either bring in JaVale McGee or Kevin Love from Cleveland. What? Okay, wait a minute. So, JaVale McGee or Kevin Love? Or Kevin Love. So, that's big difference in contracts and who you have to give up. So, who are you giving up? I have not. You already fucking gave up to... Damn, you already gave Cleveland everybody. You gave him Jared Allen and Tarion Prince. Why would you want another power forward? You need a, a I mean, unless they're just going to be like, you know what, we're playing small ball the entire time. Go fuck yourself. Because, I mean. Do you really need a center? What if KD's over there with Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni? Like, dude, who gives a shit about playing defense? We can just outscore everybody like we did with Golden State. Like KD did with Golden State. Because honestly, what KD did in Golden State was exactly what Bron did in Miami. They taught him how to win. He won a couple titles. And he was like, oh, okay. Now I know what this shit takes. Yeah, but Golden State still played defense, though. Yeah, but they also didn't have James Harden or and Kyrie. Come on, dude. You got Kyrie Irving, James Harden. James Harden, who, by the way, is loving his role. James Harden looks like he's having fun, and he's not the best scorer on his team. Yeah. Because I think he's like, I've already showed I can do that. I don't need to do that. That Golden State team is built better than this Brooklyn team. I agree because I loved watching the way Golden State played basketball. It was just so smooth. It just, they played basketball the right way. Yeah. And... But the Nets, they're good for the NBA today. I'm not saying that they could beat that Golden State team. I'm not saying that Golden State team could beat the Bulls team. But I think if there's a team that's going to push the Lakers to their limits, (coughs) it's going to be the Nets. And let me tell you why. So we watched the Nets lose to uh, Cleveland. Twice. Twice. Colin Sexton balled out, bro. Yeah. Balled out. But. I didn't look too much into it. Right. Because it's our first game plan together. Right. They, and it was against Cleveland. And we was who in, honestly isn't doing too bad this year. And we was in a shootout. But what they're going to do 
is they're going to roll through the East when they get to the playoffs. Easily. Let's be honest. They don't give a shit about this shit right now. And let me tell you, the regular season, KD does not fucking care. As soon as he gets to the playoffs, he's going to be like, yo, four games on to the next one. Four games. On, he don't want to play around. Mm-hmm. Sure as hell ain't doing none of that game seven shit. Mm-hmm. And I think legitimately the Lakers just can't keep up. Um, and AD Garden, Katie. I agree with that a hundred percent. That the Lakers will not be able to score with this team, but I also feel that because not even just defensively, we need niggas. Because if you hold, if you got just a little bit more size than us, we could out rebound the fuck out of you, and that we can. And that was a problem. <laughs> That was Lakers' advantage last year in the playoffs. They out-rebounded the fuck out of teams. Those offensive rebounds came in very clutch. So, if we could just get a big guy over there who, when DeAndre Jordan is on the bench, or if we want to, even if we want to play small, if we got Kevin Love... If, if they trade for Kevin Love, dude, it's, yeah. I mean, you can't guard them. They're, yeah. they're literally... Impossible to guard. We're we're spreading the floor. You have yeah. five guys that can shoot a three. Hundred percent. And I mean, yeah, you could put in because you put Joe Harris. Joe in. Harris. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. So I, oh I, my god. Dude, I think they're one a port. They're that's so insane to think about. Like that makes me so mad. They're one good role player away from being pretty much unbeatable. Which is nuts, dude. It's absolutely insane. Because I honestly think, and you might, people might say I'm crazy. I do not think the Lakers could fuck with this team. I don't think LeBron can. Like LeBron is great. Yes, but bro, there's, and I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna say this right now, people. So again, we're about to talk about football, but yeah. you know, Pat Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Yeah. The old versus the new. Let me tell you what. KD is like Pat, Patty Mahomes. Learn how to win. He's still, you know, relatively younger, way younger than LeBron. Mm-hmm. But LeBron, you know, he, he can't. And I tell you what, Brady's going to find out this Super Bowl about Pat Mahomes. And Pat Mahomes is going to, like, and I think KD's going to take over. Because KD's already beaten uh, LeBron in the finals. Decisively, big time. Like, like literally, stuck his balls in his face and was eight, like, "Yeah, bro." Eight, eight and one, eight to one. Brady and Mahomes are two two right now. But I think I absolutely think you're right. And James Harden just makes it completely unfair. Yes. Because uh, Regis Alexander is not going to be able to keep up with Kyrie or James Harden. Who? Uh, not Grieges Alexander. Dennis Schroeder. Oh, no. Uh, who else? AD, he's basically going to be nullified. He can play defense, but not on a... I mean, what? You're going to have him standing in the corner with fucking K-Love? Like, yeah, you, you're going to turn him into a, a spot-up shooter? Because I tell you what, 
you put him on KD and then KD isos him, dude, with everybody to the paint. Hey, I mean, I love AD, D- defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. But, bro, KD's going to eat you alive. Eat you alive. Yeah. I mean, look what Steph did to AD the other day. Yeah. And KD's seven foot. As soon as you give him an inch of space, you're like, oh, bucket. Fucked up. Now you fucked up. And then once he gets going, he's unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think it's great to see KD. I think he's going to be the, I think he's the unquestioned leader. Yes. Uh, Yeah. What this does, he wins a championship and it puts, does it put KD in the GOAT conversation? Um, no. I still don't think it puts him in the GOAT category. I think KD truly, KD will have to, like, to get put in the GOAT category, KD will have to, the next three years, have to be, like, dominant. I mean, dude, we, if, dude, we're talking Kyrie, James Harden, and KD. Yes. Those three alone, for the next three years, I would, I would probably say they could three people. If, if they could just... You know, God willing, injuries and all this shit, Kyrie acting up. But if Katie was able to just sweep through the NBA like it's ain't shit these next three years, then we could be like, okay. I mean, I wouldn't even say he needs to basically be like, yo, y'all ain't shit. Because he already is. Like, he's already scoring the most on this. Nets team. He's obviously the leader of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he has, you know, some of the best players around him, like, he's smart. You still have to learn how to play in that, and you know, play a system. Like, we seen LeBron play with All-Stars in the first season and it not work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it takes time to get acclimated. Like yeah. So I think the Nets have a legitimate case to be the next NBA dynasty. The thing about 3P in, in this climate is a team first off uh, first off is free agency and shit like that. So a team could get drastically way better out of nowhere. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, but how much, like my thing is you're right, a team could but, dude, you're looking at the Nets who have three of the top. God, dude. Three top tier top players. In the I world. would say you could argue three of the top five players. If mm. you really wanted to make it an argument, you could. But, yes, three of top ten is yeah. still phenomenal. Because, I mean, really, I would put LeBron and AD in the top five, too. Yes. But, you know, probably not because then you got Luka and Trey Young's a beast. Trey Young not top five. No, no, not top five. But, dude, drop fucking. But um, but yeah, they're gonna be dominant, dude, for the foreseeable future. And then you're talking about them getting Kevin fucking Love, possibly. I mean, yeah. Because we look at a team like Golden State. Clay Thompson come back next year. We Golden State could possibly have the number one pick next year. 
So they have Minnesota first round pick. What if Golden State is protected? I don't think it's protected. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who they're gonna trade Kelly Oubre for. Give us JJ Reddick. Fuck it. Yeah, but you don't need it. Now? If we try to make a playoff push to get in the playoffs, Golden State is trying to get in the playoffs. I don't know why. And Kelly Uber might be ball. He might ball down there in Vegas. You don't care. What do you mean? They in the West? Give us a shooter. That's what we need. If we don't have a shooter, that's our system. They wanted Kelly Uber to be a shooter. They wanted him, and it didn't work out. He's making too much money. To be ass, basically. So give us a J.J. Reddick, who's a clear-cut shooter. Pressure is off of... Because the thing is, when niggas not making open shots, the pressure is on Steph. So we could... We could we could shadow four players around Steph. He can't move if it's four players around him. Yeah, he can still get off his shots, but it's going to be way harder. We want Steph to, to be able to score with less effort. Yeah, that would be way easier with Clay in the lineup. You see him taking, uh, he was just on the court in that walking boot. Mm. That would suck, dude. Two years of rehabbing. More meds fucking hurt. Mm. Broke the other one in half. Shit happened to John Wolf. I'm I'm glad to see him back, man. Yeah. Thank thank goodness. I think he, he gets a bad rep. I think a lot of people felt like he just, I mean, it's not really his fault because you look at Washington, they're they're literally the exact same team. They're the exact same team they were. Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. Yeah. And then they lose by 20. Yeah. Like, what? How were y'all still? It's, It's only so much I could do, bro. Listen, I can score 40 or I can score 20 and get, 20 assists and you lose by 40. <laughs> it's like, it's only so much I can do. Like, bro, I put this team on my back. I got us to the playoffs multiple times. Multiple times. I remember the playoff series with him versus uh, Isaiah Thomas. It was amazing. Him and John Wall going back and forth. Oh, Boston? Yeah. yeah. Dude, there were some, honestly, there's a lot of underrated series that just get swept under the like people forget about like one of the best series ever was Dallas and Lakers in 2011. Mhm. You know, in the conference finals to go was that to the conference finals to go to the thing? Or was that the first series? Cuz that was the year that Kobe was supposed to meet up with LeBron and the No, Dallas so, stopped him. So Dallas swept the Lakers that year in the second round. Yeah. Was that before or after they traded Andrew Bynum? Oh, Andrew Bynum was still on that squad. Yeah, because he had fu- he fucked up J.J. Barrera like game one or something like that. He flagrant fouled that nigga or some shit like that. Like, like he had knocked that nigga out the air. What about, so was Lamar Odom on that squad? Lamar Odom. Might have been gone. 
Because I, I know they did a lot of wheeling and dealing. Because that was that was the year that off the off season before that season they tried to get Chris Paul, and the NBA was like no. Nah. So if, if that was the next like if that was the off season and the season started, Lamar Odom ended up getting traded to Dallas because they brought in Dwight Howard the next year. Yeah, hold on, who did? It? They brought because Dwight Howard came in along with Steve Nash the year after that. Yeah, the year after that. Yeah. Yep. Wash Steve Nash. 2011. Did the NBA watch that Chris Paul thing? Well, the NBA owned the NBA owned the fucking Charlotte, the New Orleans, and they were like, "No, yeah, we're not doing that. It's a bad trade." But people blame the NBA because... Because it was the first time they saw a trade um, basically vetoed. Like, no, it's not going down. But it was vetoed because we owned the team. Right. People, like, they take it. The NBA stopped it. Yeah. In reality, it was the NBA acting as an owner. Yeah. And being like, no, we're not trading our star player. So New Orleans had a... uh, They GM accepted the trade. But Dallas was, then came in. I mean, then the NBA then came in and was like, no, this shit ain't happening. Yeah, because they, they forced the, the owner to sell. He wasn't able to sell the team or some shit like that. So they became active owners. Why weren't they? Why? What happened? I don't know why they forced him to try to sell it. I don't know why. It wasn't no, I don't think it was no. Um, yeah, it wasn't like a Donald Sterling. No, it wasn't that type of situation. He might have, the owner of New Orleans might have did something to get forced in that situation. Maybe a divorce. Divorce? It was something to where he had, he was forced to sell the team. He lost a settlement is what you're saying? Something happened. I don't I can't give you the hundred percent ins and outs, but uh, whenever year that trade was, so what? Two thousand ten. Was that uh? It was the Pelicans, right? Yeah. Or not Pelicans. Hornets. Yeah, Hornets. When did Lamar Odom get traded? Because if I'm not mistaken, 2011 was Phil Jackson last year with the Lakers, right? Because he left. He wasn't there for Dwight Howard. This says the NBA purchased the Hornets from him for an estimated $300 million. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, he was forced to sell it. Yeah, but I mean, why? Is the question. I have no clue. I mean, it says Shin has been trying since last spring to sell the team to Gary Chowist, but the negotiations stalled because he was trying to go from majority owner to minority. 
and he said he was good and supportive in the light of uncertain economic situation in New Orleans. Gary decided not to do it. Because I think he owns... Uh, he said, in the ab- absence of any viable purchaser seeking to own the Hornets from New Orleans, I recommend the NBA Board of Governors that the best way to assure stability and adequate funding of the franchise would be for the league to step in and complete the transaction and assume control. So the owner said that. Mm. So he just gave, he basically was like, here, if y'all want him to stay, yeah. you take it. And then, yeah, they. What? Uh, it would have changed some shit, possibly. What, the Lakers? Yeah, Lakers with Chris Paul. I mean, you're talking Kobe could have won probably another three. I don't think so. Kobe and Chris Paul could beat that Miami Heat team. No. Three out of five times. No. Kobe might have won one more. He might have got to six. Not at all. So let's get into some NFL talk. OS Tom Brady is back in the Super Bowl. Bro, he's the undisputed GOAT. There is no question no more. Yeah. He's the greatest athlete in any sport we've ever seen. No. Well, okay, not athlete. He's the he's the best leader. Best Arguably, like that best leadership. Arguably, he's not the best winner that we've ever seen. He's the goat. He he's he's been at the top of the hardest sport in the world for over twenty years. He's the goat of the NFL. That's it. He has a better chance of making the Super Bowl than Steph Curry has at making a three pointer. Think about that. There's a 47% chance that Tom Brady makes the Super Bowl, and there's a 43% chance that Steph Curry makes a three. If my life is on the line, and one of them got to do one of the other, I'm putting my, my life into Steph Curry. The only argument you have against Tom Brady now is a hypothetical one, and that's like Pat Mahomes being greater. I do think Pat Mahomes will end up to be greater, and the Super Bowl will prove that. Because I've never seen, like, we thought offenses were good. We thought Matt Ryan and Julio Jones were good. We thought uh, Tom Brady and Randy Moss and Wes Welker were good. Like, Colin Coward tried to compare this 2000, the Bucks team this year to the Giants in 2007. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. I get that people want to say that Tom Brady and Randy Moss were great, right? They scored a lot. Gotcha. But, dude, the fucking Kansas City Chiefs are so good. They love getting behind. They love it. It's like when they went down 9 nothing to the Bills, no one in the world felt that that game was out of reach. No, because we saw in the Super Bowl last year, they was down by, they was down two possessions in the fourth quarter with seven minutes left. 
And they won by damn near 20. They won by 11. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did, dude. And, and they're going to do it again. Yeah. And, and Brady's going to be sitting there like dumbfounded. He's going to be like, bro, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. It's going to be basically like what happened with him and against the Eagles. He's going to go out there and he's going to ball out. It's going to be a shootout. And he's going to lose. Because let me tell you what. If Pat Mahomes has the ball... I don't give a shit if there's four seconds. The way he could get that ball to Tyreek Hill is amazing. They're so, like, I mean, literally all of the design, like, designs that they do. And then they'll throw it to their, like, Robinson, DeMarcus mm-hmm. Robinson. They'll throw it to McCole Hardman mm-hmm. just to get you off Tyreek Hill. And then as soon as you take a step to hesitate... He's gone. It is ridiculous because it's like it's ridiculous how fast he is. We know your routes. <laughs> we know what what routes you're gonna run. Right. And there's absolutely nothing we could do about right. it. Right. Like stop me, bitch. And he's like, oh, okay. You're gonna sit where you think I'm going. All right. Let me turn. All yeah. Right. Thank you. That's a quick little twelve. Because not only am I faster than you, I'm more athletic than you. This nigga's a, he's a freak of nature. Dude. And wherever I jump up at, I know my quarterback can get that ball there. So I could jump up in between three people, and that ball will be right there. I mean. It's up to me to catch it. I think the Chiefs are going to go down as the greatest football team of all time. Chiefs might three feet. This might be the best dynasty in the NFL. Yeah, like it, it, it's. Better than Dallas. Yeah. Better than the Raiders. Better than the Steelers. But, I mean, there's just, they're so good. Everything came together so perfectly with Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, And I know a lot of people talk shit, which shout out to the Lions, by the way, and uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have all of their, basically under Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. everybody that's in a important coaching position is black, mm-hmm. a minority. So that's kind of cool. And then the Lions hired a bunch of yeah. uh Minority coaches, which was awesome. Brad Holmes is the first guy. Dan Campbell, crazy. They got Deuce Staley. Uh, Anthony Lynn. Dude, I, I'm not lie, I'm excited. I think they also hired that dude who drafted, uh, was it John Dorsey? <coughs> he drafted, he helped draft Rodgers, Mahomes. Okay. Um, so he's a winner. And it looks so that the Lions are getting ready to do their own thing. Or not their own thing, but the right way. Try to, you know, change some shit. The culture, you gotta you gotta start somewhere. And, yeah. You know, it sucks that Matt Stafford's getting ready to leave. Um But it's a part of that's a part of you, you changing the culture. I mean, it? listen, we all knew We tried it. He watched Calvin Johnson retire early. Yeah. Stafford was like, yo, I'm not doing this. This was the last chance y'all had. And now, who knows, man? I've heard today that teams already contacted Detroit to see what they could get for him. But I mean, maybe as somebody who's a fan, you know, fan is short for fanatic, I really hope that you know, some bullshit happens and Matt Stafford's like, you know what, bro? I'm going to stay. No. I know. I'm just no, getting my nah. hopes up. I'm just getting my hopes up so I can get hurt later. That's all <laughs> I'm doing. Um, I saw a proposed trade because, of course, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, listen, before you – because I know 
I know he could end up in Dallas. Yes. I want you to know if he goes to an NFC team, I I probably won't watch football next year <laughs> because I can't handle that. I need him to go to the Colts. I need him to go somewhere far away from the NFC North. I can't. Dallas, I cannot. I do not want to see the quarterback that I've rooted for for the past 11, 12 years in a Dallas Cowboy uniform, and it will piss me off. Listen, we got a deal for him. Like, you know, we got a, a great deal for I don't for want Amari Cooper's old ass. Give me C.D. Lamb first round pick in that guy. No, no. Y'all Yo. can have Amari Cooper. No, C.D. No, we're not giving you C.D. Lamb. Why? You just paid Amari. You just paid him. You don't need to pay him CD. We got him. I'll just take Gallup there. Nah, bro. He's not under contract. He's a free agent. And we wow. sure as hell don't want Dak, but like. Take Dak. This oh. first round, this number 10 pick. The first thing we're doing is cutting Dak. So you might as well just tell him to go hit the bricks. No, it's a sign of trade. And then we're going to take that. And I was seeing them trying to take the seventh pick in Matt Stafford and trying to move up. But I don't know how far up they could go. Because you got to think, Miami's not, doesn't need a quarterback. They're rolling with Tua. They're going to take Devontae Smith. And which is the smartest thing you can do mm-hmm. is take that wide receiver. Because him and Devontae Parker dude, are going to be phenomenal duo yeah. next year. Um, And then, let's see, who's who else is getting a quarterback? Um... We don't know if the Jets are going to get a quarterback yet. Jacksonville's definitely taking a quarterback. Um, who's four? Maybe Minnesota takes a quarterback this year. Man, I could see Minnesota trading up to try and get that Taylor dude from BYU. I don't really know much about him. I think his name is Zach Taylor. But I'm excited to see where Stafford's going to go. I hope and I Deshaun wait, I, Watson and Deshaun Watson because they're both on the market right now. I, dude, I think Deshaun Watson. Like, I don't know where he goes. Deshaun Watson want to leave Houston so bad. He said he's willing to go play for the Jets. Yeah. Which sucks because if I was him, dude, I would totally want to go to San Francisco. Or the Rams. The show. Or send my ass to Dallas, bro. Yeah. Let me drive across the state. Fuck it. Yeah. Let me keep that fucking no state tax, bro. Mm -hmm. Fuck out of here with that shit. And, dude, I, well, actually, I'm not going to lie. There's, I only, I seen, what was it? There's only 10. Quarterbacks that are guaranteed to be starting next year for their yeah. team, which is nuts because, I mean, the QB carousel is so big this year. Aaron Rodgers might not be in Green Bay next year. Bro, and I, did you see what that the GM or whatever said? What did he say? He was like, he's like, we're not stupid. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Packer. We're not going to get rid of him. Uh, he's like, he just had his best season maybe ever. He's going to win the He's not going anywhere. But. I've, I've seen GM say that shit. 
It's rumored <laughs> hundreds of times that Rodgers is more or less just pissed because he just won MVP and he's not being paid like it. And I mean, sure, get your money. Restructure this bitch. Because let's be honest, y'all just traded up to draft this dude. And he was like, you know, he's like, my first year in the league, I came in for an injured Brett Favre. That motherfucker went 4-12 and 12 in my first year as a rookie. Mm. I made this motherfucker sit on the bench and watch me go 13-3 and three and go to the NFC Championship game. And you know what? Aaron Rodgers can hold his head high. Because you know who we lost to? The greatest of all time right now. You know who? There's a lot of good quarterbacks, great quarterbacks, who got Tom Brady. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, uh, Big Ben got it a few times. Joe Flacco stopped a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. Who else did Tom Brady beat continuously? Peyton Manning? Yeah. He beat the shit out of Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Philip Rivers, dude. He basically is the reason that Philip Rivers kept all them... LA, or all the San Diego teams never could get past yeah. the Patriots. He might be the reason Phillip Rivers might not go to the Hall of Fame. Right. Which he deserves it. Yeah. He definitely should be a Hall of Famer. You play that long in the league, bro. Yeah. You deserve it. Just for playing that long. He threw 30 touchdowns last year with 12 picks. And I'm 197 with 55 kids. <laughs> Man. Where he shoots, he hits. But yeah, um, it's gonna be an interest, interesting off season. It's gonna be a long off season, and I'm. It sucks that there's only one more football game left, dude. AB is is back. Well, listen, dude. I don't want to. We'll talk about more about the Super Bowl next week because I want to see, like, next week's when we really get into it. And I wasn't talking about AB back for the Super Bowl. I'm saying AB back in the league. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think this is going to come down to the Buccaneers. I'm telling you, what's going to happen is they're going to, it's going to be a phenomenal game. And the greatness of that Kansas City Chiefs offense is just not going to be stopped. Like, I'm sorry. What they do when they just tell Pat Mahomes to just go run the offense, Mm -hmm. it's insane. And as somebody who played football, and I understand play calls and I understand what plays do and how they're designed and what's supposed to happen mm-hmm. and how defenses react to that stuff. I've I've just never seen so many skill players make so many defenders look stupid and I all at the same time. I don't think Tampa Bay has a, a, a very good defense. I don't think that defense have has a dynamic player that can alter. I'll tell you this much. If Tom Brady throws three interceptions against Kansas City Chiefs, the Buccaneers are going to lose by halftime. Yeah. They'll be down 40. Yeah. Because I tell you what, it's the Super Bowl, and if you think the Chiefs aren't going to go eight for eight on fucking drives or touchdowns or points in general, at least four are going to be touchdowns. What we saw first half last year with the Chiefs, we're not going to see first half this year with the Chiefs. And Travis Kelsey, I think, made a really good point because he went on that Shannon Sharp podcast. Yeah. And he was like, bro, once we won that title, well, he was like, once we lost to the AFC Championship game to Brady, mm-hmm. he's like, we all had a taste for that winning. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and then we won the Super Bowl. And he's like, nothing is the same. He's like, we don't give a shit about nothing else except that 
title. Yeah. He's like, and that hunger for it is so great. He's like, nothing can stop this. 100%. And Brady is the greatest of all time. And I think it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a really good game. But at the end of the day, if Pat Mahomes has that ball, you're not stopping. And even they'll play, like, look at the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco played a great three and a half quarters. And they had defensive players. They had dynamic defensive players out there. We're talking you Nick Bosa. Bosa. We're talking uh, Richard DeForest Sherman. Buckner. Richard Sherman. Who? No, Richard Sherman. Was he on that team? Richard Sherman on that team. But uh, who uh, who were the linebackers? Alexander, Quan mm, Alexander, mm-hmm, and then um, Fred maybe that sounds right. I think it's Fred Warner. But we played we played our game for a half. We played our game. Keep them niggas off the field. We kept them off the field. But once. Pat Mahomes got that bitch in the end zone. It was like, oh, oh yeah. Because yeah, Pat Mahomes ain't scoring six points off of three turnovers, bro. I'm sorry, that ain't happening. Like, like you seen that shit in Buffalo? They Buffalo was up nine nothing. Mm-hmm. It was fourth and one. They could have kicked the field goal. Pat Mahomes was like, man, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Keep your ass off the fucking field. We're going for this quick little pitch to Tyreek Hill. Boom, one yard. All right, new set of downs. And that's how annoying that is as a defense. The only team in the league, when it's third and 20, and you're like, oh, damn, y'all better be on your game because if you relax, they're going to get this shit. Yeah. And even they'll pick up, what, 17 yards? It'll be fourth and three and go for it. And they'll run up to the line and snap it so fast you won't be able to get set. You'll see Tyreek Hill come out of the backfield. Quick little pitch. Boom. Guess what? First down. Thank you. Move the chain. And then guess what? You're going to start spying Tyreek Hill. Boom. McCole Hardman end around the other way. Oh, you're going to fuck with us? Shovel pass to the fucking tight end, dude. Touchdown. Yeah. Arguably the greatest season a tight end's ever had. He could have broke the record for the most uh, receiving yards or to lead the league in receiving yards as a tight end. Week 17, they're like, nah, bro, you're sitting. Yeah. We're good. We don't give a shit. That's insane. They all want to win. And like I said, Brady's a goat and he wants to win and his competitive fire is going to be there, but you're not. And we're not even talking about their defense. I know. Honey honey Badger. I don't give a shit, to be honest. I'm just looking at that offense like, bro, stop them. Tell me you're going to stop them on every drive because I promise you you're not. And then look me in the face and tell me Tom Brady's going to score eight touchdowns because I promise you that's what the Chiefs are going to do. Mm-hmm. They're going to look at it and be like, oh, okay, y'all want to shoot out? Say, uh-huh. less. Say less. That's exactly what they want. And Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, all they do is feed into that. What's been their motto all season? Deep ball. Mm-hmm. Big play. Let's. That's what they want to do. And if it's a safety that can neutralize that shit, Honey Badger can neutralize that shit. Do you know why Brady ran out of the AFC? You want me to tell you why Brady ran to the NFC? Because he He's seen what happened in that we AFC got, championship. We got lucky. Blessed. We got lucky. You were blessed to the moon and back, yeah. just like the tuck rule game. Mm-hmm. 100%. They did not deserve to win that football game. And he knew that the AFC was not the place to be if he wanted to get back to the Super Bowl. Listen, well, guess what? You got back. As long as this team could keep Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, and Pat Mahomes on the same squad... It is going to be fucking ridiculous. And they're all going to take pay cuts to play with each other because they're having that much fun. 
Because what Pat he are we got we got him for ten. Mm-hmm. We got him for ten. The only thing that worries me, dude, is uh, Eric Fisher, who former number one overall pick went to CMU. Shout out, legend. Uh, tore his Achilles, so he's out. Uh, um, again, people talk about that pass rush of the Buccaneers, which mm-hmm. is great. They're front yeah. four, really good. Yeah. They don't necessarily need to run the ball. You want me to throw forty quick screens? Bat, bro. Oh, okay. But if we could get a running game going. Huh, y'all might as oh, well we just go home for real. <laughs> Where Jameis at? <laughs> Where Jameis at? <laughs> Yo, in Tampa's home stadium, yeah. dude. This is the first team to play a home, a home Super Bowl, and Pat Mahomes is gonna go in there and they're gonna show up. That's a Tampa Bay. They're gonna show out. They're feeding people. Don't understand. That's why they're only. They're, they're a three-point favorite, dude. Mm. They're a three-point favorite. I cannot believe that. Yeah, Florida. Because uh, let me tell you this much. It's no law in Florida. There's a chance. Like, this game isn't going to be, like, week 12 when they played. There's a chance that this game could get ugly fast. Yes. If Tampa comes out and Brady doesn't, on the first drive, if he doesn't show he can move the ball efficiently and then do it continuously throughout the game, they're not going to be able to score. If Tampa points. Bay gives the ball up like they did last week, um, slow in the second half like they was last week, because they started the game off wonderful. But <laughs> you have to play such a complete yes. game to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. It's virtually impossible. Yeah. Like, you're basically like, yo, can y'all give us like a 20 point lead to start the game? Like, you're begging for a point spread. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, give me three touchdowns, please. <laughs> Y'all too damn good. That's why I was like a three-point spread, dude. I was like, dude, I'll bump that shit up to like 10. Like, and just bet it, because fuck it. Like, I really do think that they're going to, like, the chances of them blowing them out, because I'm going to relate it to you this. Uh, when Seattle beat uh, Peyton Manning mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, I know they had the Legion of Boom, and their defense was really good. Yeah. But if that, like you said, if the deep, if Tom Brady doesn't come out, the Chiefs are just going to roll away. With yeah. Them. They're going to be up 40 by the second half, and this ain't going to be. Because that's, that's all Seattle did. They were... To be honest, they might lose 80 to zero. Cause the, Chiefs, <laughs> the Chiefs might just be like, you know what, dude? You came back on Atlanta. Why would we not just keep scoring? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's 70 to nothing. Okay. With three minutes left in the fourth quarter, we might take a knee now. Yeah. Take a knee. <laughs> so, um, UFC talk? No, before we get into UFC talk, let's get into baseball. Um, no Hall of Famers this year. No Hall of Famers this year. This is what, only the second or third time this happened in the yes. past 25 years? I think uh, the last time it happened was 1960. I've seen 2013. I, that could have been wrong though. I don't know. Okay. Um, but either way, it's I don't see. I don't like baseball's Hall of Fame process. If I'm honest. Okay. I don't like the writers. Um, I sure as hell don't like the seventy five percent thing. Yeah. Um, but to me, there's a problem with baseball, and they should break it up into eras. Um. 
because there's so much history to baseball. Yeah. And it's hard to remember it all. Like, but I think you should take everything from 1970 and up and be like, all right, we're just going to reset everything. Like, and then we'll go back and compare everything. But these are all grandfathered. These are the old records, Mm -hmm. right? These are the new ones because there's so much to keep track of. And there's so many players, dude. Yeah. So many players. But I understand not wanting these cheaters to get in. The Hall of Fame. Oh, this is this is my thing. Like I've said multiple times on this podcast. Everybody was doing it. So Congrats. Everybody was doing You're all it. Cheaters. You all get the same treatment. But you all get to sit the MLB it. knew. You feel what I'm saying? They knew and they accepted these billions of dollars that they made off the steroid era. And you thought that they weren't going to use all these players as a scapegoat? Look what they did to Pete Rose. You thought they weren't going to hang these players out to dry, dude? That's exactly what happened. And now all these players are pissed because they're getting backstabbed by the MLB. What do you think was going to happen? And if we if we want to go on record, Barry Bonds still have not been caught. Like the other players was, you know, they was in reports and shit like that, or they dropped dirty. Barry Bonds still haven't, you know. Barry Bonds. Look, I don't care. Him and Mark McGuire are the face of the steroid era. I don't care. Maybe Jose Canseco. He was the first. Yeah, I definitely say the faces were Barry Bond and Mark McCoy. Because mm-hmm. they were big, man. Weren't they? Because uh... Mark McGuire played for what? The A's and the St. Louis Cardinals? St. Louis Cardinals. And then Bond started for what? Pittsburgh, then he went to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I remember when he hit that home run. Pass Hank Aaron. Mm-hmm. Place went nuts. Fuck. Seems like so long ago now. Like, my thing is, I don't care what type of steroids you own, it's still hard to hit 80 home runs in a fucking year. Yeah, it sure is, but I mean, you're cheating, so. He was never caught. Yeah, but it was basically general knowledge. OJ Simpson didn't get caught either, but come on, bro. Don't look at me like that. They said Stop not guilty. It. They oh said not guilty. Dude. Somebody come get this thing. Yeah. Oh my God. General consensus, he did it. He got away with it. Congrats. But come on, dude. The glove didn't fit. I can't kill no nigga in these small gloves. <laughs> oh my god! Somebody come get Tony, bro. This motherfucker wild. Look, I'm saying though. How am I gonna strike a hole in these gloves? I can't even stretch my fingers. At the end of the day, these steroid players—they made the sport. They kind of revived the sport. Yeah, and the MLB thanked them for their service and then kicked them out the door. Listen, 
Let these niggas in the Hall of Fame, man. I don't care. At the end of the day, I don't care. I know you don't, but these you got people thinking, like, these baseball writers are sitting here thinking their vote is, like, keeping the integrity of baseball intact. That's what they're, that's what they're all about. And until you start having that conversation with these people about how it's not breaking the integrity of baseball and convince them of that, then you'll have an argument. Jeff Bagwell is in the fucking Hall of Fame. His name was in those reports also. I'm not going to lie. People are coming around, just not enough. Like, Kurt Schilling did get 71% of the vote. I think Barry Bonds was at, what, 61? But Kurt Schilling never got in trouble for the steroids. What'd he do then? They just don't think he's a Hall of Famer? Basically. He should be for that uh, bloody cleat incident alone. They said that was fake. That was a fake. They said his ankle really wasn't bleeding. What? Look it up. What do you mean? They said it was bullshit. His ankle really wasn't bleeding. But yeah, uh... That's about it in fucking baseball. Uh, let's get into this UFC talk. So, the obvious, uh, Conor McGregor lost to Dustin Poirier on Saturday. Big time. Second round TKO. First time Conor has been TKO'd in a fight. Um, That was rough, dude. I watched that fight and Poirier started kicking him in the leg. That was That was it. Once that leg shut down, it was over. I can't, you can't move. Yeah, I kind of knew it was done. Yeah. It, it sucked because I was watching that fight, and I was like, man, Connor's stumbling. He's not. He's just, I mean, basically, he was just getting whacked. Like, his arms weren't up. He was just getting yeah. let, and Poirier punch him in the face. And this was right after Chandler destroyed. Uh, um. Was it, is it his name Golden Boy? Who the fuck, who the fuck did Michael Chandler fight? Um, it, it's right at the tip of my tongue. It was somebody decent. It's, yeah. It's, I'm going to kick myself. No. It's not who I'm thinking about. It was somebody, uh... Man, dude, he got wrecked. Yeah. I'm about to bring it up right now. Because it's right at the tip of my tongue. Um, Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker. Yeah. Dude, that was such a good fight. Yeah, he just ran through Dan Hooker. And Dan Hooker is a great fighter. Uh-huh. He is. And I think people really underestimate Bellator, I think. Like, yeah, UFC is the creme de la creme. But, bro, them dudes at Bellator ain't fucking fighting yeah. with pillows. And Michael Chandler was the guy there. Yeah. And he comes over and does that? Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Go ahead. Who you want next? Pick one. I see Who'd him and Gaethje next. I see him and Gaethje next. I see... uh, Well, Dustin Poirier said he wants to fight either... um, Nate Diaz or uh, Masvidal. Fuck. How about a three-way fight between all of them? Um, I don't. Masvidal ain't gonna happen. 
because uh, my two dogs are gonna fight Kobe Covington next. It's, I don't care what nobody says. That's that's fight makes the most sense. Um, Nate Diaz. He's got to fight Connor next. I will see. I think that makes more sense to me than him fighting Poirier next. I think Poirier gets no. Poirier should fight uh, Chandler, and then Gaethje should fight Oliveira. Okay. And the winner of those two fight for the championship. For the title. That makes sense. If I'm Connor, um, if I'm Connor, I, I look at him and be like, dude, you gotta win. You gotta win two fights in a row before I put you back on a fucking like title conversation. Yeah, if I'm Connor, I take a third fight with Diaz because it's it's a money fight. It makes sense. Um, you build it up, and honestly, if your best bet, if I'm Connor and I'm fighting Nate Diaz. You got to build it up like, hey, bro, you think you're tougher than me. Let's stand and bang. Like, let's fight it out. Because Nate Diaz would easily be coerced into it. He'd be like, oh, all right. Yeah. You want to say, okay, I'll stand here and let you punch me in the face if I get to hit you too. <laughs> and next thing you know, his eyebrow is going to start gushing blood and then yeah. he's going to lose. And then his his title run's going to be gone forever. And then Conor McGregor. Because honestly, he don't have a title run. And, no, he's yeah. a gatekeeper. Yeah. And he's already, you know, he handed Connor his first loss. Yeah. Which, you know, he should have been 2-0 and against Connor, but that is neither here nor there. It's in the so, past. yeah, Nate, Nate versus Connor this summer Nate. makes sense. Yeah. And then Khabib, hopefully. I want to see Khabib fight Michael Chandler. Just because the fucker's so fast, dude, I don't think... I just don't think Khabib would be able to catch him. Well, I I make him fight Gate once again. I make him fight Gaethje first, and um, the winner of Poirier. Yeah, I'll so I wouldn't be looking at that that Khabib fight until next year. Right. I feel like you got to get through the you got to get through the you know the guard the dogs before you could just step a foot and fight Khabib. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's yeah. got to he's got to fight uh Poirier, Gaethje. He's got to fight two of these four. Yeah. Poirier, Gaethje, Connor or Oliveira. I think Connor moves up. I think Connor say fuck this uh light light uh lightweight shit. Go to what 170? Go to welterweight. I honestly think he's like fuck this shit. Like so, one hundred and fifty-five. So what's welterweight? One hundred and sixty. He's not gonna go up to one one hundred and seventy. He's middleweight. No, or is that middleweight? Is like or is that welterweight? Because he can't go up to one hundred and seventy, dude. No, it's not one hundred and seventy. It's one hundred and sixty-five. I think. Who's uh, who holds the title for the welterweight? Who's fine? That's one hundred and seventy. Well, the welterweight is next. So, yeah. I'm, I move up 15 pounds. 
Oh, yeah, 170, 156 to 170. Connor loses to Jorge Masvidal. I don't know. I don't know. I think so. I think, once again, it goes into that the situation where... I'm going to make a bold statement. I don't think Conor McGregor wins another big fight the rest of his career. He's going to win another big fight. I think Connor's. So. Not I, by a KO. It won't be exciting. If it is, it'll be a fucking decision. I don't see Connor winning. Like, I don't see Connor. I don't think his. Uh, if if I'm Connor, he needs to become a boxer. No. He don't need to be an MMA fighter, bro. He doesn't want it. He wants to box. Yeah. No, I don't want to. Nobody. Well, people want to see it, but I'm not wasting my time. Paying attention, because at one point in time you was the best you best MMA fighter in the world. Mm-hmm. You took time off, and once again, I just think he has to get back into that habit of being able to fight again. Well, he took time off, dude, and the UFC got better. Yeah, and then he was like, "Oh shit, y'all, that's because y'all for real, for real." You don't see moves like that. Well, yeah, next man up. Like, yeah, and then that person that's up is like. Especially Poirier, dude. Mm-hmm. We should have all seen this coming. We all, really, everybody disrespected Dustin Poirier. Yeah, and being like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna get beat again." Dude, that man had a chip on his shoulder and was like, "I'm on your ass." But kind of looked great in the first round. Yeah, he did. And but Poirier knew he was like, "If I." Outlast his onslaught in the first round. Mm-hmm. Connor's dog tired, dude, mm-hmm. and you've seen it immediately. Immediately, Connor was tired. Yeah, his punches weren't thrown as hard. He was basically just all willy nilly. He expected Poirier to go down in the first round. Mm-hmm. But that's once again, uh, only thing that could you know that helps with that is actually being in that octagon and fighting. Yeah, yeah. He said it at the interview. He said, "I got to take my lumps," and he's like, "I'm gonna get back to it." And I'm excited. I hope he does. Yeah. I hope he works harder than ever because that's what champions do. Get knocked down, you get up, and we'll see. It's all about how you react, but this isn't, you know, it's not like this is his first loss. He's been humbled before, and yeah, I still feel like he's not really, like he still has this big ego and for no reason. Like he came back and beat Cowboy and started walking around like he was the baddest motherfucker on the planet again. But and I was like, him being inactive wasn't his fault though. That was UFC fought. Well, that's tough. It's your job to stay in shape. That's why you get the money. But being in shape, that's still not coping with being in that ring. So, because the UFC thing is, Conor is a big star. So, we have to pay him a lot of money to fight. So, the fights have to make sense. So, where Conor was willing to fight anybody, UFC is like, ah... That fight don't make sense on the the pay chart. It's the the Anderson Silva effect at, at the end of his career. You're gonna be making so much more money. Oh, and you can't make him fight the best fighters because he'll get he'll get his ass beat. So he's gotta fight the middle guy and it's gotta be the best middle guy and we gotta hype it up. So So in Connor case, it was different. It was where 
we can't have them fight the top guys because they're already got situations. So we'll be fucking over somebody else, just sliding Connor in there and giving him a, you know, a big fight. I can't wait to see if he goes up to 170, dude. And I tell you what, he doesn't want no piece of comms out, <clears throat> I feel bad for Leon Edwards. Did you see, uh, so I guess they're talking Whitaker versus Costa. Okay. Which makes sense. Yep. Because, I mean, let's be honest, dude. If Adesanya loses that fight, mm-hmm. 2021, just, I mean, we would watch, we would have watched Conor McGregor and Israel Adesanya lose within months. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the world could handle that. But their plan is for him to win and move up to light heavyweight. Okay. And so, Costa versus Whitaker is going to be for the interim middleweight title. Or mm-hmm. the middleweight title. Mm-hmm. But that division's stacked. Just because everybody couldn't beat Adesanya doesn't mean it's not a good division. 100%. It just... It, I mean, yeah, it is what it is, dude. You ran into the best guy. Mm-hmm. Sucks to suck. But I don't know what Adesanya... Does he fight Teixeira if he beats Blankovic? Yes. That's automatic. Teixeira deserves this fight right here, if we're being honest. But, you know. He wasn't going to get it after what Adesanya did to Costa. Because they were like, all right, bro. You're decimating people in this weight class. And Teixeira, dude, he takes a lot of licks. Mm-hmm. And Adesanya, dude, all he got to do is catch you with one. But that will be the next big light heavyweight fight. So let's see. Who else do we got? We got Stipe versus Ngannou. Mm-hmm. Um, officially, well, who else is on that card? UFC 260. I thought somebody else was big. It's uh, it's another title fight. Yeah. It's not the woman title fight, is it? Isn't Amanda Nunez? Mm-mm. She's on the yarn. Uh, oh, yeah. She on the yarn card. It's uh, not. Oh, Usman and Gilbert Burns. That's February. Yeah, Usman Burns is February. So, um, Is that the Adesanya? Al, it, so the Adesanya card is uh, Jan, Jan versus Iggy, Amanda Nunez versus uh, somebody, and then it's right, a third title. It's third title. <laughs> uh, I want to say it's uh, um. So this, uh, I had it too. Um, it's Sterling versus Peter Yan. I think it's Sterling versus Peter Yan. And then for the steep A and Gano fight, it will be uh, who beat Max Holloway twice? Volkanovski. And uh, Moreno? 
Yeah. I think Gabriel was saying that. Yeah. I don't know his first name. Yeah. I'm excited for this year. We got a lot of interesting things to happen. We're going to find out. Bro, dude, what's the first sporting event we're going to go to? Man, so I got a question. I was thinking we just like one of these weekends, like maybe we take the week of my birthday off. Okay. The weekend, drive down to fucking, I don't really want to say Ohio, but maybe Chicago. Okay. We go check out like uh, maybe a Red Wings game. Let me know, cause I wanna. I wanna go. I I'm craving live sports. Like mm. I just wanna feel the atmosphere of being at the arena. I wanna be able to go buy a fucking thirty dollar beer <laughs> and drink that bitch and be like, fuck yeah, cause I miss it. Like this whole last year, you know, I had all this stuff planned out. It was all gonna have fun. COVID shut everything down. We'll see. So on that note, that is episode 12 yes, sir. of the Jack and Henny Extravaganza. You can find us at theburbsnetwork.com or your favorite podcast streaming service at the Burbs Network. Or you can find us on social media at the Burbs Network. We are out. Goodbye. See you niggas later. That's all I have. <laughs>